It's that time of day again. Just got over a cold. So I'm so glad to, to be back to be able to do my podcast again. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to the podcasting. I really appreciate it. Uh, the Home Special Network is here for anybody who owns a home, has a home, or wanting to buy a home, or even selling a home. Uh, we try to help everybody equally and independently so that way you are familiar with what's in your house what you need to do for repairs if necessary or even how to save money if you own a home and you're having trouble uh, trying to find a good pricing i've had that issue a lot and today we're going over hvac systems um, mostly because hvac systems this is the time we want to get and prep our hvac to get it ready for the new summer uh, it's it's very difficult uh, when you first start on your AC or and you notice that there's a weird sound or maybe it's just not working. It's on, but there's no cool air coming out of your vents. Uh, this is a really good time to go over that. So we'll go over that and then we'll also go over additional things like uh, how to clean your own air ducts if you want to do it that way uh, or if you want to hire somebody. And then we'll go over some solar stuff too. Uh, today is pretty much just a chill. I have um, we do fundraisers around Sacramento, so me and my wife would be going to a fundraiser in probably about an hour or less. Uh, so it's probably be like a thirty-minute podcast, and then I'll make another one later. Uh, so what happens is our AC and heating system, our HVAC, is an all-in-one system, uh, which means that it's it doesn't taking the air outside the house into the house. It actually just keeps the air inside the house and it filters all the air inside your house. Uh, AC systems and heating systems uh, work pretty much the same way. You have to have two parts to an AC and only one part to the heating. So an HVAC basically is a heating side on the right and then you of course you're gonna have your evaporator coil in the middle. Evaporator coil is gonna have the Freon going into the lines, basically like a triangle, and they make different sizes. So like an R22, for example, is usually uh, 24 inches long and about 21 inches thick or wide and roughly about 20 to 22 inches tall. And then they attach to the heating area. Uh, and then you have your duct system on the left side or the right side, depending on which way your HVAC is pointing. And of course, you'll have your intake, which is your return, on one side, and that's where your filter will be at the end of that. And basically what we're doing is, when we're checking our AC prior to summer, so probably in spring, uh, two or three months before spring, we would turn it on for about 20 to 35 minutes. So you're going to turn on the AC 20 to 35 minutes, anytime within the springtime, you know, before summer, 20 to 35 minutes, and this is going to help, you know, get rid of all the excess cobwebs from the last six months and, and you know, all the dirt that's inside. And also, you can check it at this time. So you turn it on inside the house, you go outside the house, you put your hand over the top of the uh, AC condenser, and then you'll feel the hot air. If you feel no hot air at all, then you probably have a capacitor issue or a Freon issue. Uh, the Freon itself does dispense roughly after 10 years. At 10 years, you're usually looking for a new Freon. The R22s were discontinued January 1st, 2020. 
So it's very difficult to find those. They are in state stockpile. So whatever's left in state stockpile is what you'd be able to get. And then, of course, uh, the R410A, which is the new stuff we use. That's the stuff that you would basically find anywhere, $39 to $65 um, pound. So you want to check on the side of your AC condenser, how many pounds, how many ounces, and then you would um, contact an HVAC guy and, and have him recharge it. It is a vacuum, so your AC condenser just takes the air and the Freon line uh, from the HVAC and it pushes it through and the Freon just goes back and forth and cools down and then goes back. So everything is, is basically part of the house. You know, It sucks all the air, it uses the air uh, to either recirculate using cold or hot air. It's pretty awesome. I really like the new systems. Um, we used to use a different setup, boilers. I'm really glad we switched, though. <laughs> like I said, I just got over a cold, so I, I don't sound the best, but I'm doing my best. Let me get some water here. Um, and then we can go over more. So when you go outside and you check your AC condenser and you don't find that it has any hot air on the, the top of it shooting out, well, then you know one of those two issues. Com capacitors are easy to find. It's about $35 a capacitor, but sometimes they charge $170 to install it. Could you install your own capacitor? I have a few questions here for that. Uh, can you install your own capacitor if, uh, if it's non-functional... It's just the fans are not turning, so we'll go over each of these. And then there's another one here. Someone asked, uh, I got hot air, but I still don't have cool air inside the house. Or I have low return. Okay, so the first one is uh, to install your own capacitor. You, you probably could. I mean, it's not hard. You may need to find uh, an HVAC company to buy it from or where to buy it. You might be able to buy it online or, or you know, it's very difficult because most of them are set up for companies. You can't really, usually can't buy them independently. But some people have, of course. I mean, there's always a way. Uh, let's see here. No hot air. So no hot air capacitor or Freon. Freon's low. How do you find it? You just call an HVAC guy. HVAC guy will come over. He'll check the, the pressure. Um, and if you're not at the right pressure, then of course he will uh, recharge or ask you to recharge. What should the pressure be? So this fluctuates. I, I can't really go into that because I'm not an HVAC professional, but I can tell you um, that you should have a high and a low, a, a good high and a good and a adequate low. So definitely want to talk to an HVAC guy for more information. I can't really go over HVAC details like that. Um, okay, so the fan is working. We have hot, hot air, but we don't have any cool air inside the house, or we have a low return. Well, one, I would check the filter for this. Um, if the filter's dirty or dusty, yeah, definitely, that could be an issue. Two, the HVAC itself, uh, the, the return, somewhere in the return, there might be a clog, or something has happened to the air ducts. Either eaten or maybe they've gotten you know, bugs or you know different types of creatures or critters like to get to your attic space. Sometimes they will chew at them, or if it's underneath your house, other critters. Um, so definitely want to check to see if the air ducts are in adequate condition, if they're double layered or if they're single, if they're metal, old school. 
And then those that's a really good way to, to find out. Um, I check my attic one time a year. I identify any key issues, and then I, I would fix those issues. Uh, usually I, I do most of the stuff myself. If I can't, I call somebody. Yeah, it's always a good idea. Let's see here. I have a couple more questions uh, from people online. Uh, one is, when should I turn on my heater? Okay, so the winter time, we don't really want to turn on the winter first. First, we want to do a thing called a prime. So to prime our heater, we're going to first turn on the vent. Leave the vent on for about 5 to 10 minutes. This lets all the air flow through the, the heating system and AC system. And also, if you are be using the AC for the summer and it's not yet winter, but it's going to fall, uh, you want to turn on the vent first with the vent on, open up some windows, and then you want to turn on the heater system for about five minutes. So you turn the heater on, and you only want to go about two to three degrees over whatever the temperature in the house is. And the reason you're opening up the windows is because you may have a smell. And there may be some smoke or some dust from the burning of the spider webs or whatever else uh, next to the blowers. After all that's done, and after five minutes, you turn it off for a little bit, turn the vent back on, and then you turn the heater on one more time. So the prime, when you're priming it, you're turning on the heater, you're getting rid of all the dust. The second time you turn it on, you're going to run it a little bit longer. You're going to run it for about 10 minutes, and you shouldn't have any more smell. You're going to change your filter, and then you're good to go. You're good for the winter time. Even if you're not using it yet, it's ready to go. So that's a really good way to do it. And then for the, the summertime, for the AC, like I said, you're going to turn it off for five minutes in the spring. And just five minutes is really all it needs. And then you're going to use, you're going to make sure it's off. You're going to take out the breaker or you're going to turn it off using a, uh, the outside breaker. You're going to use a hose. You're going to uh, water around the outside and the inside of the condenser. This gets rid of all the dirt and debris and everything else. Don't turn it back on until the water has dried. Then you can turn it back off for about five more minutes. So it clears out all the dust and debris. And then after that, you turn it back on after, of course, there's no more water. And it's completely uh, dry in the area, which takes about roughly an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, when you turn it back on, it should be ready and set and it should sound great. Sometimes it, it sounds a little raggedy when you first turn it on. And that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to get the Freon to flow again back and forth. And then once the Freon has gone back and forth a few times, you turn it off, and then that allows you to uh, wipe it or wash it down with the hose and this around the whole exterior and interior. And what this does is it cools down that Freon. It lets it know that um, you know your the dust and debris will be all cleaned out. So what you're doing is you're, you're using the vibration of the machine at the beginning to get rid of all the dust to, to separate the dust and the the rocks, whatever it is, and then. You're washing it down to get rid of it and clean it off, get rid of all that debris and just kind of, you know, now it's loose. And then when that's done, you're turning it back on when it's dry to let the system know uh, we are ready to go. So it's a pretty easy job. Anybody can do it. I mean, it's your house, your AC, your HVAC. Uh, it's good, good things to know, good things to learn. You know how to, um, you know, prime it now. And then uh, when the time comes, you know exactly what to do. You prime it. And then you're ready and set instead of having some issues later on.
I've seen some people, you know, they always ask me about smoke or my fire, my smoke detectors went off. Well, that's because you had too much cobwebs and dust and dirt uh, in the HVAC itself. The, the burner, the, the heating system only has a cover, but spiders and other things can get inside there and can create webs because it's not being used. So it's very, very common. Okay. So we go to um, what size HVAC do I need? It's a very good question. Every house, uh, depending on the size, needs a different type of HVAC. So, I mean, your AC condenser, even by itself, you have to, we go by the size of the house. For instance, if you have a 2,000 square foot house, you may need a 4 ton. Sometimes you need a 5 ton, depending on how big the rooms are. The best way to identify how big of a condenser you need for the outside of your house to really cool your house efficiently is by contacting uh, many, you can either contact an HVAC company to evaluate for free, usually they do, or you can go to HVAC.com and HVAC.com is an awesome site. There's a few others too. And what you do is you go to HVAC.com and you put in the size of your home. Because you, you, you don't know what you need, right? So you put in the size of your home. It asks you the, your, your zip code, the size of your home, and sometimes it even asks you what you have now. But anyway, you put in the size of your home. It usually will give you a list of condensers and HVAC units that, you, that would fit your home. So we don't use the R410A anymore. But let's say you buy a house that has an R410A condenser. You look on the side, it says R410A, or maybe it's so old you can't see it anymore. But it's very loud. It uses a lot of energy. Let's say you don't even know what you have. You have a condenser. You're going to buy a house. You're looking at the AC condenser. It's in pretty good shape, but you have no idea if it's new or old. How do you tell if it's newer or older? The best way to tell is go to the outside main electrical panel. Open it up. You're going to look for the breaker that says AC. If the AC breaker is a 40 amp or lower, it's an R410A. It's the newest one. If the breaker is a 50 amp, a 60 amp, then you know it's an R410A. And R410As are older systems. So you buy a house, you're going to buy a house, you go outside, you see that there's a, a nice size condenser, it looks in good shape, but you don't know where it is. You go to the panel. You find out it's a 60 amp. Now you know it's an R410A. But R410A was discontinued. It's going to cost you a leg and an arm to get that thing filled, right? Or you have to change it out and pay a bunch of money. No, you don't. You can keep the same condenser. In America, even though the R410A was discontinued due to the fact that they're bad for the ozone layer, the Freon is, we have a substitute called the r 47 the R47 is the type of Freon we're using uh, in the new, we're in the old R422s. So let's go over that. Uh, let's see, let me put this in here. So even though we have the R4, R407 and we have... Uh, for any R22 system, you can switch over to the R407. What you're going to do is you're going to contact the HVAC company, any HVAC company, tell them that you have, you know you have an R22 old 
uh, condenser and you want the uh, Freon exchange, but you don't want the condenser exchange. They're going to try to charge you or convince you you need a new one. Tell them, no, it's working fine. It's been great for years. I just want to change out the Freon. The Freon, from what I'm seeing here, depending on the prices, uh, where you are, we're in California. So the Freon amount, um, okay, here we go. It looks like we have multiple different amounts in California from north, uh, west, and south. Uh, but you're looking roughly about $40 to $79. So $79 is probably going to be your high. Anywhere between there, even to $60 would be your mid. So what you're going to do is you're going to uh, contact them, tell you want to switch over to R407, switch to the R407, and you're good to go. Then you have Freon inside your condenser, and now you can use your AC again. Again, the hot air should be coming out the top, uh, and they'll be able to check it. All right, now that we got the AC information out of the way, and uh, we got the R4 today, R4407, and we know how to find it by checking the breaker, we can go a little bit more over R410A. The R410A is basically the newest system of gases and refrigerant that we use. R410A is, is a, a lot lesser energy consumption. Uh, the condensers are, are usually the same size, actually. Uh, some just use a different type of capacitor. It makes it a lot easier for uh, a lower electricity yield. At the same time, there's multiple different types of systems, not only for the R22, but for the R410A. It's kind of opened up. Uh, bigger houses, for instance, usually has two AC condensers. But if you have two AC condensers, you have two HVAC systems. Each one has its own condenser. But let's say you want one condenser to work upstairs and downstairs equally. Or you want a, a variable uh, condenser. A variable condenser helps with a good size upstairs, downstairs, depending on the type of home. Now, the condenser itself can fluctuate upstairs and downstairs equally without losing airflow from upstairs or downstairs. At the same time, we're looking at condensers. If you go to buy a brand new condenser and you don't know what to choose or how to get the best air, how do you find out what's better? What's less energy? What's more energy sufficient? We go by a thing called SEER, S-E-E-R. So when you go to look at condensers, you're going to see there's a condenser. You're going to see a 3-ton, a 5-ton, a 4-ton condenser. Now, what does the ton mean? The ton is the size of the condenser. If it's a tall, big, tall, you know, wide, if it's a tall, and so forth. Each condenser is made by a different company. They have good men. I mean, not everyone you buy, but you know what I mean. They have different companies for condensers. There's good men and uh, carrier day and night, also um, has TRAN. So there's a lot of different types of condensers, different types of companies. Choosing the condenser that's best for you is, is kind of interesting, actually, because it took me a long time to find my brand. My brand is Carrier. I chose Carrier. It's an East Coast condenser, but 
it's very sufficient. It's not widely sold, but it lasts a long time. Comes with a 10-year warranty and a one-year labor warranty. If anything happens. Some condensers come with a 15-year warranty, like Day and Night or Tran. Goodman comes with a 10-year warranty and a one-year labor warranty. So let's say you're looking for a condenser and you see the ton is 5 ton. Then you know now you know the size is for a bigger home. Your home should be at least 2,700 square feet or bigger. If you have a smaller home, you may need a 3.5 ton. Now, depending on the ton, also depends on the sear, S-E-E-R. The higher the sear, the better the energy consumption. So if I have a 5-ton, 20-sear system, I know I'm going to have a very energy-sufficient system. And I'm not going to spend you know, $500 to $1,000 a month for my electricity because it says 20-sear. So 20-sear means it uses less electricity. Now, for a 5-ton, usually we use a 50 to a 60-amp breaker. But with the R410As, of course, we're going to lower it to a 40-amp. But since it is a 20-sear, it may even be a 30-amp for a 5-ton 20-sear system. Now, that's amazing to use so little electricity, but to function so adequately. So when using the HVAC.com and finding the correct condenser you need, you should always look at the size, the sear, and the brand, and how much money it is. Of course, condensers start anywhere from $500 to $800, and they can go up to a good ten grand to $15,000, depending on your sear. The higher the sear, the more expensive the system may be. Also, the brands can be equivalent to the price as well. So if I have a very good brand, like Carrier, the equivalency would normally be over five to $7,000, but it's another $1,000 for every additional sear. But it's also equivalent to a Goodman. A Goodman 5 ton 16 18 sear is the same price as a Carrier 20 sear. So it's very common to find a different brand. Uh, you don't know if it's better or not, but with the same price as a lower sear when you're looking for condensers. You can usually pick up your condenser or you can have it delivered. If you have it delivered, it's going to ask you for an additional thing that no, nobody really understands, but I'm going to inform you of it. It's called a hijack. They're going to say, hey, do you want a hijack for another $35 or $75 more? You can say yes. A hijack is actually very good. It helps them when they're delivering it so they don't harm your system. If you don't have a hijack, you're just going to have it on a pallet anyway, and it'll be tied to that pallet, and then they will usually have a truck, and the, they will have um, some type of system to get it off the truck. But the hijack allows it to be delivered straight down and more efficiently. It's a bit more, but it's better for you and your system. Now, if let's say you have it delivered, can you install it yourself? No. I mean, it's very difficult to, and if you did, you usually need a permit anyway if you exchange the whole HVAC. The condenser itself, you do not need a permit. You can hire any contractor or HVAC professional, and 
you can have them install it for you. It takes two people to install an AC condenser. It takes roughly two hours. Because not only are they installing the condenser, they're also installing the evaporator coil, which, which will come in a box on top of your condenser. So the evaporator coil itself, like I was telling you earlier, it's like a triangle, but it's in a box. And this box, it will now use aluminum. We were using copper with the R22. Now we're using aluminum with the R410As. And that will push the freon from the condenser into the coils. And then you those will already be cooled uh, when it's hooked up to the HVAC from electricity. And then would cool the freon when it shoots back to the condenser, which then heats up, turns it into a gaseous form, and reevaluates it, pushes it back into the line, and then goes back into a fluid form. It's very interesting if you want to look up uh, systems or HVAC systems and how they work. They've, ex- they've changed a lot over the years, um, and it's really awesome. The variable systems, I don't really tell anybody to buy a variable HVAC or a condenser because the variable condensers are more expensive and you can get the same amount of power and everything from a regular condenser. So just the only difference is it has a separator and you don't need to have an additional thing. All right, well, that's it for the HVAC. I will go over solar in a moment.